to another episode of the Between Holes podcast on what is the calmest day we've had on the Pacific Ocean yet. The sun just set, I'm on watch, and there is not four knots of wind in the two and a half knots of wind to speak of, and it's probably the most we've had all day. We're making about six knots, which is pretty good. Why don't you dial in your compasses to north 13 degrees 17 minutes by 90 degrees 25 minutes west if you want to know where we are which happens to be in guatemala welcome baby and i chose to film the podcast today at this specific time because in about a minute and a half we are going to cross the territorial boundary between guatemala and el salvador And if you're keen and like to make smart observations, you will have noticed that means we're no longer in Mexico. We checked out of Chiapas, and it was a very lengthy process. It took us about two days to get all the paperwork done. It's not so simple when you're on a boat as it is when you're on a plane. You get to fly right in, right out. Systems are already set up. When you're on a boat and you want to check out of Mexico, you got to get the port captain's signature. You got to get some drug dogs to come on your boat. It wasn't drugs, it was cash dogs. It was a cash dog, Chris says. Do you want to talk about the the, the, the dogs? Okay, Chris is going to come back and talk about the dogs. We made it through the winds of Salinas, which were actually seleniously (laughs) That was a bad joke. (laughs) Which were seriously calm. We had no problems to worry about. But on the other side, we heard stories of people who did not get so lucky. Dealing with 35-foot waves, huge winds. We did not have the case. We got very lucky on the way back from Winds of Salinas. Chris is joining the podcast today. So, we land in Chiapas, which is the exit port of Mexico. And I hear the man say to uh, the dockhand, the... Federales are coming in Spanish. So I get pretty freaked out because this is a 420 friendly catamaran. And putting that right out there, huh? You know, I just feel like when we're working with the Mr. President of Normal, it's kind (laughs) of, you know, plausible deniability can only go so far. Not a president, but, you know, just a volunteer organizer. But, you know, but no, 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 no. I hear you. I mean, honestly. We thought we were going to have this experience in Ensenada, right? We like, did. We thought that when we entered the country, it would be the dog and the federales. But instead, when we entered Mexico, it was a hotel. And yes. that's it. And that we it. just hung out at a hotel. And then every other place we went, they just kind of asked us for those original papers. They never came on the boat. No. Um, which is why yeah. when I got really freaked out <laughs> when I heard the federales are coming, I did the smart thing to do. I told an adult, okay? You did tell me. You told me. <laughs> yes, but like you Chris, said the federales. The- okay, oh. you didn't say the federales were coming. There was a little lost translation there. You said the authorities are yeah. coming, right? Yeah, I so did. I assumed I it was going to be like the other places where somebody comes down and they literally just look at the boat and they're like, oh, it's a catamaran. That's what you, you told know what me. I mean? And that was good enough for me. Yeah. I believed you 100%. I believe myself. Which is why, <laughs> a little bit later in the day, when I was sat at the navigation table... It was like half an hour later. It wasn't even that long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. No no cops to worry about. No, I'm, I'm sitting and I have 
I'm rolling a blunt in between my fingers. When Chris comes bolting through the door, he goes, dude. The cops are here. I didn't say the cops are here. What did you say? I said the authorities are here. Yes. Yes. That he <laughs> I, said, I said the authorities are here with a dog. And you looked at me like I was joking. Honestly, you were like, ha ha. Yeah, you are like literally it, about to laugh. And then you could see past me. And the dude is there in the in the camo with the gun yeah. and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had a gun, actually. I don't think they actually had Not, a gun. Mexican no. ones didn't carry a gun. I noticed that. I They didn't have a gun. They were in uniform. They were Two guys yeah. in military uniform yes. came. And they did have a dog. And they had the poor captain with them. Yes. And so it was like three officials. It was like two guys in camo and the poor captain in like... Like, more like a blue shirt and blue pants. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Captain P was freaked out. Because yeah, he was sweating buckets on that one. The news did so. not get to him that there was even a hint of authorities coming. <laughs> so when they showed up and the person working the marina said, oh, I think they're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they said it in a way like, I think they're here for you. Like, they're here for Chris Goldstein. Like, they're here for you specifically. Yeah, yeah, not like, 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 not they're yes. here to check you in for the, you know. No, they're here because yeah. you did something wrong. They're here and for you. Your life is about to <laughs> yeah. change. No, they were real funny. I mean, I knew that it was going to be okay because on the dock, they came down the dock and I had a real smelly joint mm. in my shorts pocket. And as soon as, I mean, I was inches from the dog and the guy as they walked down the dock and they, they didn't, the dog didn't react, the guy didn't react. That's how you know. And I was like, oh, everything's going to be cool. Like, the dog isn't here for that. You know what I mean? Which, you know, you also probably, you know, you could have mentioned that to me when you said there's a drug dog outside put away say, the weed. I, I never said that there was a drug dog <laughs> yeah. outside. At first, I went I from said not that, believing him to just, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm I'm sad. I'm like, I didn't know that he was like here. Like they're here right now, like right now. And I look outside and they're on the boat. So I'm like, I obviously can't do a good job at hiding it. I just put the weed on the floor. Yeah, and I like <laughs> then, I, I put I put. We have a book that is the namesake of the boat. It's our mascot literature. Yes, yes, it's called yes. Catsby. It's a book called Catsby, and I put the book. <laughs> and I think just, about how silly that was. Absolutely. I put the book on top, like the bag of weed, like. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never Books see it there. No. Or the dog will never smell there. The dog and, will never notice the pile of ground flour I have oh on the man. floor. Oh man! And so yeah, and the grinder was out. The papers were out. I mean, it was like it was like the scene in the Big Lebowski where the cops are like picking through his roaches and the tray. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then the place where we hid the edibles downstairs in the captain's oh, cabin. Oh, that was funny too. The dog goes down there, and the very first place the dogs immediately start sniffing this cabinet. So my dad, who had no idea they were coming, had no idea that there was a yeah. drug dog, didn't know he had to hide the weed. It's not, it wasn't a drug dog. We have to be clear that it this so obviously was not a drug dog because of it, our it experience. It could have been a drug dog, but it wasn't I, a pot dog. Right. It wasn't trained for marijuana. Um, I mean, I guess it could have been trained for other drugs, but honestly, in the direction that we're going, nobody's transporting drugs. This so is true. Drugs go south. The, it, money goes money south. Money goes south, right? So yes. we assume that the, the dog is trained for guns and money and uh, possibly like human trafficking or something like that, but definitely not marijuana or <laughs> anything no. that we had. So Thank God. like it's the only drug we had on the boat that was in any in any country illicit was that. What are you hey, looking at? Hey, big old tuna. Tuna oh, marlin? No, that, dolphin? No, that could be a whale. That no way, that was a breaching whale. It could have been wow. a they, whale. Maybe another podcast that has a live breaching whale on it. 
That would be pretty. I mean, the Dolphins today were incredible. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I've never seen a. I mean, I've been out on the ocean my whole life. I've never seen a pod of dolphins They're, that large. Would it be know? an exaggeration to say hundreds? No, it wouldn't. I mean, I would Well, I would easily estimate that pod of dolphin. And we were looking at well over 100 dolphins it's, right in it, front of it's us. It's literally, the whole day was as calm as it was today. And there was like a wave pool that you could see <laughs> from a distance from all these dolphins doing their corkscrews at Jelfie and splashing around and stuff. Uh, and they were, they're a new, they're a breed of dolphin I've never seen before, you know, and uh, they were so up and they weren't just jumping, they were jumping and twisting and turning and landing upside yeah, down. Yeah, They were yeah. like aerobatic dolphins, you know, they were like X game dolphins, like Red Bull got into these dolphins today or something. We have like. footage of it and it is going to be up on the Between Hills Instagram account, so make sure you're following there. Go check it out. Speaking of the Tree Holes Instagram account, I don't want to brag, but we have attracted the eyes of Lowe's Home Improvement, who has been peeping our Instagram reels. Well, you have to tell them why. It's because of LN's unique on the ocean laundry technique. I've never seen so, that done before. Yeah. No, it's actually pretty old school. He's doing it like French Navy style, 1750. And he was you know doing it I mean? today. So what you do is you get a five gallon bucket and you fill it up with water and soap and you put your clothes in it and then you just hang it from the back of the boat <laughs> and the rocking of the boat serves as a washing machine. Yeah, yeah. And, and since it was a Lowe's branded bucket yes. that became this washing machine. Uh-huh. And we don't know. I mean, I guess Lowe's likes to see their buckets in exotic locations. You know what I mean? They, so they, they, Well, they did. We have, they yeah. did like it. Absolutely. They, they do like, like to see that. Offshore of Mexico is an exotic location for that Lowe's bucket, I think. So we've now garnered the attention of famous reality stars. <laughs> Lowe's Home Improvement. Who are you going to out on the podcast right now? Uh, well, who, who do we want to catch the eye of? Well, it's funny. You created kind of like um, a like war between Lowe's and Home Depot. Or at I least did. you tried to create a like war between Home Depot Lowe's and bite. Home Depot. Yeah, they didn't bite. Home I'll Depot, what's, why aren't you biting Home Depot? Yeah. I'm talking to you, Home Depot. <laughs> Lowe's responded to us and you did it. Should we shop at Lowe's or do you want our business? <laughs> <laughs> Answer yeah, me. Really? I mean, we could. What, what do we need from? We need other than buckets. What do we need from these stores? We need a lot. We I mean, got, honestly, we got the AC duct that we MacGyvered from Home Depot. Well, and okay, so we've been to both Lowe's and Home Depots, right, on this trip. Yes. That's what's interesting. Um, we went to the Lowe's in Ventura. That's where we ended up getting the bucket because we oh. had to get the boat. <laughs> didn't have any tools on board, so we had to go buy like a full set of tools for the boat. Yeah. And that's where we ended up getting all the uh, stuff because that was convenient in, in Ventura. But on the way, we've been kind of surprised because on our Mexico trip, we expected to go to like, I don't know, like local stores and stuff like that. Yeah, we did. But we keep ending up at the Walmart and the Home Depot yeah, and stuff like that. Every single Mexican town has a Walmart and a Home Depot. Which is a little, I don't know how I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that? I, I th th like practically pretty good because it's been it's, good for us it's been right? very good for us but if i don't know like i, I know what you're saying it feels I know a what little you're saying weird for sure. right it I feels mean, a little weird it was it was weird because it, like when we were in the walmart in the one town it was like depeche mode was playing no in english you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah 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 so, yeah mexican walmart with english music was yeah. weird that was actually weird. the home depot i noticed the home depot had like popular music in spanish so yes, at least did. there was that yes um, they did but you know again we theorize maybe that the folks like to go to the walmart and hear the american music because that's the sensation that they want of going yeah, to walmart you know what like i mean it's like when we go to like nifty 50s you don't want to hear depeche yeah. mode at nifty 50s no, you want to 
hear You're Buddy Holly. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. But Depeche Mode is now the Buddy Holly of Walmart in Mexico, which is kind of a scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what's the deal with all these places that we've been going to thus far being Mexican-only resorts, and we've been like the infiltrating Americans? Oh, you know, it wasn't everywhere, but I will say that that was true in Montanillo and uh, Los Hadas. That was uh, a resort that pretty much specifically caters to and Acapulco actually too I will say we're at the Acapulco Yacht Club which doesn't really get many transients um, no. it's really just a, like it really is the locals local yacht club we were talking club. to the chef there after dinner and he said that it's an invitation only club oh, members yeah. only can eat at the restaurant and yeah, it was he invited only, us back. He yeah. said if we ever come back, we could be his guests. Yeah, we're, so. we're so lucky on this trip. Honestly, it's part of it is because we're traveling in a different direction than most boaters do. And, um, you know, we're going in a different way. And we're also, I don't know, we're in the off season. We're in the dry season. This is not the usual time of year that they see this kind of traffic. So, and we're making this epic journey and everybody's like finding this affinity with us which i find is cool like we're not just like cruising down from california and back when we tell them that we're going through the panama canal and to chesapeake yeah. bay they're impressed and they're like oh wow you're doing that we'll give you a spot for the night because you're seriously taking on a major trip so that's it how feels pretty cool it does i mean honestly and las hadas and um the acapulco yacht club Again, these are places that most Americans don't get to because the these venues cater to the local Mexican folks uh, who want a vacation and have some fun here too. And really, that we're getting an experience that most Americans don't get because of that. And I, I feel pretty lucky with that. And we've we've had to use the Spanish, which I was a little worried in Ensenada when everybody spoke English. I was like, I'm not going to be able to practice my Spanish at all. And now oh, don't I have... sell yourself short. You've done really well. I mean, you've literally been... Yes. It was either you or Google Translate, and we would not be getting by with Google Translate. We'd have paid like a thousand pesos for each cat the other yeah, day. This, okay? <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> but no, you've been doing really well. And in fact, you've picked up... You've picked up kind of the local accent a little bit too like you've been yes. really tr you've been really trying you know what i mean but i think it's come to you really quickly and it's become very valuable for the crew honestly uh i was a little bit worried that nobody really i mean alan's french and his spanish from spain is pretty good and he's yes. been able to get by too but your dad and i are google translate you know what i mean uh, yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, to this yeah. stuff but you really have taken it on as being the crew translator other than calling me gay <laughs> to the los cabos waiter it's been fine. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. all right. I can be known yeah. for that in Cabo. They'll welcome me back. Yeah, you know, I'll yeah. Come on. I'm going to come back to Cabo on Pride Day. And see, you know, I got a really good reaction. You can't be afraid to make mistakes when you're learning a new language. <laughs> especially, especially, especially when it's not at your own detriment. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. You didn't call, your, you know, you didn't call yourself anything. You could have called yourself Catholic. That would have been funny. Oh, by the way, I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a... I, yeah, I, you can be the Mexican gay Jew. And I will be oh my the God. American, <laughs> uh, American Catholic Christian. I, we might have a small fish on the line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down. Oh wow! Okay, fish on the line. It's never a dull moment when you're in the middle of the Pacific. Speaking of fish on the line, I'm gonna ask Chris when he gets back what he thinks the single grossest item on the boat is. I have an answer. So if you're interested in hearing that, why don't you stick around for another five minutes? In the meantime. Should I make an OnlyFans? Hear me out, okay? 
I'm just noticing a lot of my female colleagues in the entertainment and communications world really making strides on OnlyFans and adult-only based subscription channels. And I'm kind of thinking... So, okay, let me back up. What do you need for an OnlyFans account to be... No! Wow! Dolphins! That's a big one! Wow! Oh my god! That thing is freaking out right now! Holy mother of guacamole! That thing was like seven feet out of the air! No, dude, he like jumped over the front. Dude, oh my god! The literal <laughs> Wow, it's cool. It's a cool day to be on the Pacific. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, that's the right place to be. Okay, if you're listening to this, I, I, I get it. You know, you gotta drive to work, be safe. But go check this out on YouTube. That was wild. Okay. Sorry for the distraction. Back to you. I get so excited when I see dolphins. And that was a big dolphin, too. That was a huge dolphin. And now it was six feet out of the air. I can't get over that. Holy guacamole. Hey, there's another one. Hey, okay, good. We're swimming with the dolphins. Welcome to the Between Hulls cast. Anyway, talking about the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed, what do you need, only dolphins here, what do you need for an OnlyFans page to be successful? Well, it helps if you're a woman. I'm not. It also helps if you have some shtick. You know what they always say in targeted public relations, media, whatever, you have to find your niche. And I think I am blessed with a fantastic opportunity for a very unique and creative niche. Who else is creating adult-only content from a sailboat. Now, I know my girlfriend would not be okay with me making an OnlyFans. I'm not talking about making an XXX-rated OnlyFans. I have this idea that every single morning, we're applying sunscreen on the boat constantly, four or five times a day. And every single time, it's been the running joke that when you put the sunscreen on, it's called creaming up. So the sunscreen bottle comes out and everybody shouts, cream up, cream up. And then whoever's getting to cream up gets to cream themselves in front of the three other men on the boat. You hear what I'm th- when I say like that? It sounds like it could be an OnlyFans thing. So I'm thinking, what if I make an OnlyFans? I like a joke OnlyFans. It's only for the real fans of the boat. And I'm just going to put videos of me rubbing down my body with suntan lotion and various other X-rated content that might not be sexual in nature, but it would definitely be stuff that we couldn't put on traditional social media. I just talked about the creamy out. Chris is shouting, shouting creamy. I'm talking about the thrill of creaming myself up in front of, front of, in front of three older gentlemen. And I just, I just feel like, yeah. And so the the cream up comes from my uh, 70 year old cousin Ben, who is a very Jewish man, and he sounds like a very Jewish man. And we're gonna get him to narrate the videos of me putting the sunscreen on, and we're gonna put it to a backtrack of some. Uh, copyright-free Marvin Gaye music. I don't know. I think if one person would subscribe to that, it'd be a win and I could die a happy man. So, I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'm gonna wash my hands before I pick up anything. DM us in the comments if you want to see a cream-up Instagram account. 
I'm definitely gonna have to take point on this project, but if we're lucky, I might be able to get a video of the other three creaming up. Maybe kind of like some behind the scenes voyeur action or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all, it's all hands on deck today. <laughs> it's all, everything is off the rails. Hey, you know what I saw today? Chris pointed it out. There was a bird sitting on a turtle floating in the middle of the ocean. Talk about something you don't see every day. How about that? We also hit a turtle the other night. I would like to say no turtles were harmed in the filming of this video, and I don't think we killed it, but it was around 3 in the morning. Chris had just started his watch, Alan had gone to bed, I was sleeping down in the kitchen, and uh, they heard two big thuds of the turtle hitting the side of the boat, and they stopped, and they turned the engines off, and they looked around, they couldn't find it. But unfortunately, you do hit stuff. When it gets dark, as you're seeing right now, I'm going to have to shut the podcast off because you're not going to be able to see me soon. It gets really dark, especially when there's no moon. If there's a moon, you can kind of see the things around you. No moon, no light. You can't see the turtles, unfortunately. And uh, we lost a good one the other day. The stars are out of this world, though. Out of this world. So we are now in El Salvador. Welcome to El Salvador, everybody. One podcast, two countries, one ocean. You'll never see this anywhere else. We've now been in three countries in the past two days, which is pretty cool. They're getting a really close together. It took us like three weeks to get through all of Mexico, and we just did Guatemala in a day. How about that? Up next, the next country we'll go through is Honduras. There's just a very little sliver of it on the Pacific Ocean, and then we're going to hit... Uh, the country on the other side of Honduras, Nicaragua. And then after Nicaragua, we hit Costa Rica and then we hit Panama. We think we might have to stop in Costa Rica because of some, we, we're gonna need gas. But the problem about stopping in Costa Rica is they make you import the boat and export the boat. So a gas trip to Costa Rica is a thousands of dollars, it, it turns out. Just like we checked in in Mexico and we had to show the paperwork at every stop along the way, Costa Rica makes you do that as well. The only problem is we really only want to stop in Costa Rica for 20 minutes to get gas and then continue on to Panama. They may make us pay the $500 entry fee, the $500 exit fee, and then on top of that, make us pay off the local authorities, the poor captain, and then we have to pay $8 a gallon for diesel gas on top of that. So we're trying to find a workaround. We were hoping we were gonna be able to sail a little bit more, but like I said, there's no wind to speak of. More on that in the coming days. We're about two more days sail away from Costa Rica, so we'll hit Nicaragua, Honduras, and El Salvador in the next two days, and then after that, it's five more days to the Panama Canal. The song of the day today is by Avenged Sevenfold. I'm going to play it for you if you're listening live. If you're not, well, I'm not going to plug the song too much because then you're going to stop listening to the podcast. When we come back from the podcast, I have one more thing to talk about. We're going to get back with Chris and discuss what the single grossest item on the boat is. In the meantime, this is Afterlife by Avenged Sevenfold on the Between Holes podcast. That was... Afterlife by A7X on the Between Holes podcast, the song of the day, which you just listened to live, baby. We're here talking. The question of the day is, what is the single grossest item we have on the boat? Oh, man. So underneath our shower is a small strainer that 
is in the drain and it catches all the hair that comes off of our bodies along with all the soap scum in the shower. And we have to clean it every time we shower because we've discovered that one shower is enough to clog that screen and have the shower water start to come back up over our feet. That's unsavory. Oh, and of course, then the shower water has all the hair in it and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I have the only pump toilet on the boat, so I feel like there's portions of the pump toilet could be the grossest (laughs) thing in the boat. I think the single grossest thing we have on the boat is the fish towel. (laughs) We could clean that, though. That can be ungross in like five minutes. We could do the bucket. We We could do the Lowe's bucket with it. The bucket. At Lowe's. Yeah, and and there you go. Fish towel dealt with. No problem. No grossness. The fish towel has seen so many fish guts. Yeah, but the, the corpses of two mahi, <laughs> countless skip back, an amberjack tuna. Oh, man. And oh. I wouldn't even... Dude, I don't know if you could wash the, yeah. what's in that out I of was, that. I was going to say there might be a couple socks on this boat. That might be the grossest thing oh, on the oh, boat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you remember those random socks that we picked up at the Ventura laundromat oh. that nobody wanted to take back? I suggested we distribute one to everybody. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, why? They really, they've been slowly disappearing, too. Do you have yeah. something to say? No, I don't know what, you know, I was going to. I just. I, I, I sleep I, in the kitchen. Kitchen. What do you I, what do you think I was I'm doing with the socks? I would imagine you're just using paper towel. So <laughs> <laughs> Right, I mean, all it. those fresh rolls. We're so. off the rails. We're <laughs> off the rails. That, that This has been the Between Holes podcast today. from Live from El Salvador. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Peace. Funny.